Welcome to this week's edition of Skip the Tutorial, number one video game show in Dallas, Texas. I'm one of your hosts this week, Brian Gucci Mane Daniels, and joining me across the universe on Skype is none other than Todd Jeezy Fortner. What's going on, Jeezy? Uh, man, you know, you know, bird. Oh, bird. yeah, you're a bird. Nah, I, I don't, that didn't sound right. It sounded like an angry bird. I'm the boogeyman this yeah, week. Yeah, nah, the ghetto, so you're the ghetto boogeyman this <laughs> Apparently week. Apparently so. Man. Nah, uh, did you see the verses, the Jeezy Gucci Man verses? Mm, no, I haven't watched it yet. Nah, bro. I need to like, watch the verses. Is it good? It's been some ghetto classic shit going on on the internet. The internet never loses, man. Uh, it it was actually pretty cool though. That the end of it with Jeezy kind of trying to point out how silly Beefy is, and like how he's killing people in the game. Like last week, you know, it was fucked up. I was, you know, talking about you with the boogers thing in Mo Three, but um, <laughs> the uh. I forgot about but that. But yeah, uh, oh my god! You no, know, it was pretty. It was pretty dope, bro. Like I, I, I didn't watch the whole thing. Jeez, it did remind me though, man. Jeezy's motherfucking his catalog is impeccable. Yeah, no, hundred percent. But I mean, Gucci Man is the ghetto boogeyman of the streets, bro. So you know, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm doing good though, man. I'm doing good on this, on this pretty day with all the crazy shit going on, man. Um, I love today, dude. I love today. I've loved the last few days. Last night, I slept for 12 hours. 12 hours. I'm feeling refreshed and energized, and I'm not tired like I normally am. I actually got some sleep. I've been staying up way too late trying to get this PS5 because screw the Xbox. I don't want nothing to do with that. Uh, Nothing to do with that uh, hanky-panky BS Xbox that system that is clearly from the dollar store, general store, might as well be calling it the game box and load a bunch of ROMs on it with a bad controller. I think Soldier Boy had something to do with the Xbox Series X, if I recall correctly. Um, that little piece of crap that sits in the corner of rooms and catches on fire. Nah, I'm good. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. Thankfully, last week we were we were given some information about our PS5 bias, which, granted, me and you both like Sony a little bit more than Microsoft. That being said, I like Microsoft's games as a game service. With the Xbox Games Pass, I play a lot of stuff I wouldn't play. The things that they do for their community, I think, are a lot better than Sony. And I think there's a lot of things they do better than Sony, and Sony does better than Microsoft. But I also don't think they commit they compete in the same market anymore. I think that's been done for the last couple of years, and I think both have acknowledged that they're not competing against each other um, to a degree. And I think even Sony's been using some of Microsoft's cloud structuring. That being said, I have to call out my own hypocrisy here, so I want to thank Bob Gill and the tribe for posting the full article with the explanation. I always talk about reading the full article when it comes down to actually like looking at stuff. I don't always do that with gaming news. I do it with political news or coronavirus news or like local news, but I don't always do it with gaming news. So thank you, Bob. That is appreciated. That was good information to have. Uh, we, we need that information too. But that right, being but said, we don't you, care enough. We don't care enough about Xbox to do, do enough research on it. And we're morally uh, hypo- hypocritical for that. Yeah. Well, that didn't even make sense. It was like the Masonic <laughs> tackle from last week. I thought I had to look that up. That didn't even make sense either that I would tackle an old Masonic woman for <laughs> yeah, PlayStation 5 right now. We all over the place. We but are. Now, all jokes aside, uh, yeah, man, that that's uh, we love going backtracking um, sometimes and, and and making sure we we not sending out the wrong message. Because yeah. honestly, again, like I would have I would have spent money on the Xbox if they would have came out with Halo, especially Me too. just to support it. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, it is some good things about it, but I I just appreciate the business model uh, that they actually are chasing after. And when Phil Spencer says itself that they're not competing in the same realm basically and i mean i'm gonna go with that guy and what he said you know what i'm saying even though our xbox is selling real good in the uk i still i still might end up getting one this year depending on you know them i thought about it too too. if i could ever get one you know what i'm saying um i also said some silly shit i think last night about this space helping with the 
hard drive space on the PS5, which is fucking slow sounding, but you know, whatever. Things happen. And speaking of that, can I because uh really as far as like not giving a fuck, it's part of the thing that we're doing on today's show. You know, sometimes you just want to get to the explosions, man. All the little details don't matter. That there's a journey that we try to get to at the end and that's true. This week, you know, normally we do, you know, we talk about gaming, we have what we've been playing the news and a round table about something or basically talk about whatever the fuck we want. If you've made it to this point, you're indoctrinated. Yes. Uh, talk about Buddhism, all kinds of other strange shit that you'll hear about, you know, uh, throughout it all. And we also like to do top sevens. 100%. Like top seven lists because yep. they're fun. So this week, we're going to be doing a top 70 sevens of seven. No, top seven 80s movies. 80s action uh, movies. Action movies specifically. Inspired... Uh, by last Sunday's viewing of Commando with Arnold. Right. right. Arnold. Fuck it. This, we wanted to talk about it. But I did want to go back to one other person, man. Go Shout out King Raleo. Uh, thank you for your great explanation in the Discord of your experience with the PS5 yes. and Xbox. So far, great explanation. I'm fucking with you on the Spider-Man. Trust me, that is a beautiful fucking game, even though I'm having, I am having... A couple of glitchy performance issues uh, on my little four. Maybe I didn't put too much on it. I still am in. I'm just enchanted and entranced by that fucking game. I love it. Um, but I, I want to go ahead and read King Curtis's dub the King Curtis's review that I asked him to kind of give me on how yes. he felt. Uh, you know his experience so far, at least initially with Spider Man. He actually gave a real good in depth explanation overall of his experience so far. So uh bear with me as I get to this really quickly. Uh right. So he he just said after listening to the previous episodes, I figured I'd shoot you guys an email, of course. So graphically the Spider Man game is amazing, but I would assume that it looks pretty good on the PS4 Pro as well. That's the that's what I thought too. The game definitely brings out brings you to that Spider Man 2018 experience. So much so so much it feels like it could have been a DLC. I thought about that. It really doesn't. I don't know, man. It doesn't really feel like that to me all the way. I can get how you feel that way, though. I actually personally have enjoyed them revisiting the same area, yeah, uh, because it brings that you know those memories of the 2018 game where you might have had a big boss battle in this area with multiple enemies, and now you riding, now you flying around or swinging around the city as Miles Morales. But with his skill set and just the attention to detail and subtlety of it all, I mean, of course, it feels the same, but I appreciate the hard work and the difference that they put into it. I, I can dig the perspective, and it's hard for me to do a complete comparison because I don't have a five yet because I'm a, I'm a bum. But uh, anyway, to continue, now what, now what feels different uh, is the flu- fluidity, fluidity of the game. Everything seems seamless. There's barely any load times besides when you first boot up the game. As far as the haptic feedback, that's what I was interested in hearing about, too. It's pretty cool to feel the subtle zip when you press the button to shoot a, shoot a web and then the power when you hit the minimum moves. That's pretty dope. It's also pretty cool to feel the light vibration when you get text messages. Um, now, we'll say with games like Astro's Playroom and Call of Duty War, do a better job of demonstrating the haptic feedback, but it is still well done in Spider-Man. Very good. This was real key. The feedback is extremely broken in NBA 2K21. Okay. I needed to hear this. Yeah. He says, uh, I mean, you can hear your trigger clicking when you aren't doing anything, and then the only way to stop it is to hold your trigger down. It does flex back and forth while you are dealing with the post moves defensively and offensively, um, but I need to figure out how to turn it off for the game. Uh, also can confirm that the disc version of 2K still takes up 114 gigabytes of space. Uh, blah, blah, blah. And that's why I needed to address that because that's a very valid fucking point. And that's what I say about how much I love doing the show and how important it is to the entirety of the tribe and how we've, you know, set this whole thing up to be. Um, Absolutely. King, King Riley again gave some good feedback on the, believing that the PS5 is like the future of how controllers are, but the differences that Xbox bring. Um, one last thing, because I'm rambling on this morning, I do need to announce the winner of this week's special surprise giveaway. Surprise, surprise! It's a twenty-six dollar and sixty-seven cent uh, Amazon card, and it will be to the shaman, Bootyest Bob, for being the first person. Yes, to say, 
uh, on last week's episode. So, uh, he, yeah, he actually his 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 legitimate response cracked me up. Um, I got to go find it in the Patreon because uh, I feel did he put it in the Patreon, didn't he? No, it was yes. on the Facebook page. No, it was on the Facebook. He was the first one. I think I want to say Jeremy was the second one. Yeah. Um, yeah. But it was just I had already, you know, as soon as Bob put it up, I was like, fuck, he won. $26.67, sir. Uh, we'll f- work it out. Uh, Let's see here. Hold on. I got to go all the way back on the tribes page. I'm almost there. Stick with man. Y'all got the y'all got the tribe going. That's definitely appreciated. I didn't realize how many things in this. Orlando Ramirez, thank you for all the funny memes that keep my week going, uh, for sure. <laughs> um, let's see here. I got to go all the way back. There's Shanice. There's Adam. Um, oh, thank you, Adam. Also, he said he picked up Valhalla last week on PS4. Uh, he said it's anything but boring. It's a little buggy. The combat takes some getting used to, and I hope they fix the camera issue. i got to say, though, I'm not a big fan of the non-regenerative health bar. The game is beautiful, though, and supposedly has a bigger map than Odyssey. So thank you for that that information. Oh, here's here's Bob. The Snozberries also think Brian is a little bitch. So thank you, Bob. I appreciate it. <laughs> My wife saw that, and she goes, why is he being mean to you? I was like, that's Bob. We're mean to each other. And she goes... What do you mean? I was like, no, this is the this is the male relationship. This is what men do. We make fun of each other and then we laugh and then we enjoy our enjoy our time because that's how we are as people. Because we think life is funny and we should be able to laugh at ourselves. That's what we do. We laugh at ourselves. But yes, yeah, so thank you to everybody who contributed last week. Thank you again, um, Bob Gill for pointing out that yes sometimes we don't always read the article and i need to remember that to take time to read the article sometimes uh because that was good information about the uprest too and fuck them articles man that's fake news anyway everybody knows and i'm not getting vaccinated. i've got to start reading i'm not i'm gonna start reading. why would you read man the plants crave electrolytes sir not reading and part of the reason that i'm not getting an xbox series x and i may i may eventually look because i went through two xbox ones during the last generation i bought the original and then i bought the the s um and i enjoyed it for when i had it in here in my game room and i still play it i'm playing um uh freaking kingdoms of amalore on it Look, man, I need to not. I'm not worried about getting an Xbox because I want to continue the show. The goal is to not die and continue the mm-hmm. show. Okay, I'm be able to continue the show even that's if I'm in the for sure. Soup line, sir. Don't die. Continue the show. That's the beauty about being a gamer and loving all this type of shit and having access to everything that we got, bro. And like, part of it too is I having Games switch, Pass going. Like Games Pass on PC is just blowing up. Do you see they added more games? By the way. Yeah, a they, bunch of games I don't want to play. They, some of those, like, I heard Carry On because they just added Carry On a while ago, and I've heard Carry On's actually in the running for it, it got on the Video Game Awards uh, voting list for Indie of the Year. And I, uh, I voted on all the video games for the games of the year and stuff for the Video Game Awards. I actually voted this time. That was. Uh, you did, didn't you? I did. I did. I went in there and voted on all 30 categories. And uh, I played the majority you of those. Give the games. money back to the children. No, that's, 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 the donations. I Ghetto sent them man. a letter. That's why you wearing your Frankenstein hoodie today? You <laughs> look like you're about to enter. That's a Herman Munster. That's Herman Munster. Uh, now, nah, man, I voted for those, and I uh, sent a letter to the children uh, with pictures of my game room, saying thank you for not taking my donations, so that I could buy all these pretty toys for myself. Uh, that's what I did this year <laughs> instead. That was their Christmas gift, Todd. That was their Christmas gift. It was pictures of my game room. <laughs> and I put... Because uh, don't put in another curse, okay? You already I'm kidding. Up. I'm we, kidding, We too. collectively. I should have never gave it. I'm kidding. That's how I feel. I'm the numbers kidding. are just rising. I still... I, I feel. Look, <laughs> I'm going to donate some of this stuff eventually. I donated my original Xbox to the not the OG Xbox, the original Xbox me, One. Did I offer to buy it from you? And do you know what you did? I, I think I offered to buy an Xbox from you like you, two years ago. You or did. Ago. You were like, yeah, I'll let you buy it for me if if I choose not to donate it and give it away. I was like, okay. 
and I still donated it. <laughs> I was like, I have to. Like, this is... Uh, so, it went to a good cause. Um, but I'm probably going to donate some of these old systems to the children's hospitals around here. Because I, I got some dupe systems that are chilling. I got, I got my hands on another Xbox that somebody didn't want that I fixed up. So, I'll probably keep that one and give my other one away. Um, I got a couple of Wii's in here. So... <laughs> I'm going to stop talking about all the stuff that I do have. You know what? This reminds yeah, me of a good I mean, listen. I kind of want to rob you now. This reminds me of a good lesson that Shanice taught us when she was on the show, which is to enjoy the things that we have and don't get thirsty for the things that we don't have. Look, because we don't have PS5s and we're supposed to be a motherfucking podcast about gaming. <laughs> neither one of us have any of them. I've been playing Yakuza. So we gotta just be like, well, fuck it. We're a retro game and it doesn't matter. It does and anybody matter. who has the first systems I've been playing been Animal fucking, Crossing uh, and Yakuza, so I'm happy. I've been playing Animal Crossing and Yakuza at night. The other night, I felt like such an old man, dude. My my wife sat on the couch. It was like 9 o'clock on a Wednesday night, and we just had like adult contemporary Spotify going in the background while I was playing Animal Crossing, and she was doing puzzles on her phone. And I was like, we should just light a fire, and we've become every old couple from every every movie of all time. Like... It was have a digital fire. Yes, digital fire around Christmas time. Hey, we're talking about eighties action movies though, Todd. You ready to bust into this top seven? That was a great transition. I don't even know how that works. We might have to like actually put a breaking point in there. <laughs> I don't but, either. Man, I'm ready, ready, ready to go. This is going. This is the most difficult list, whatever. You this know is what I'm saying? But, uh, that's what she. That's said. what she said. Oh, Jinx, pinch poke. You owe me a coke. Now that now you made you made it all the way weird, dude. That's like elementary school. Like, Come, like on. Every, 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 Come on, every level, man. Just that's let, not let, weird. Let it, let it out. Flow. <laughs> that's what, right, right before he pulls his dick out. <laughs> Jinx, look at the surprise I have. That's not weird. That's not weird at all. That's normal talk. That's normal. Speaking of eighties movies, motherfucking action, Jackson. Yeah, man. Woo. How about this? Because this, since it was your choice. Since you were not you inspired this week, how about you start us out with some classical eighties? I could do that genre. I could do that. My number seven for top seven eighties action movies of all time, inspired by last week's viewing of Commando with Arnold. By the way, great movie. Best line from Commando is still, "You remember when I told you I kill you last?" Yes, I lied. And then he drops him off the cliff. It's amazing. He kills like multiple people in that movie. My number seven is Bloodsport. Bloodsport, Bloodsport. What does it have that makes it such a great 80s classic movie? It's got 80s dancing on a subway. It's got kung fu. It's got kickboxing. It's got secret underground tournaments to save people. And it's got love interest. And it's got Jean-Claude Van Damme. This is amazing. It's it's amazing. It's it's if you don't love blood sport, you're not American. And it's not even like an American movie. It's just like well, it's partially American. I think it's like a European American co production. But it's so violent, it's so crazy. Look, I know a lot about movies. I used to run a movie show. Um it's like so unexpectedly violent during the scenes. And then the whole last fight where he gets blinded and he has to remember when the he puts the blindfold. Like, it's so good. Yeah, when he got hit with the Wuhan flu. Yes, yes, yes. And he's got to put the blindfold on and he becomes the he becomes Zen with himself. And he, it's, it brings back like Bruce Lee, like be like water quote. He is like water. He just feels he becomes the arena. He is the blood sport. You know how much I love Bloodsport, man, and, and I appreciate you for putting it on the list because I was confused about what there was so many categories and what different type yes. of action for the eighties. That, that's that was the genre. That's what it was. It was like that and like what else for the eighties? Horror films. Horror films. They had horror action, sci-fi action, comedy right. action, action, action adventure. adventure. So many fucking action things. So like, and Bloodsport I left. Is on, Oh, go ahead. Because I was going to no, say, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. I said, I was, I was like, I left some of the big ones off intentionally because they show up on every list, which is like Terminator and Die Hard and, you know, just Commando. Like, those are all great movies. Top Gun, which is kind of a borderline action movie. Those are all great movies, but I wanted to, I wanted to maybe turn some people on to stuff maybe they haven't seen and why they should see it. So, and that's what you do, bro. And that's yes. the value. 
amongst many things that you bring. But no, I, I appreciate you for putting Bloodsport on there because it's on every list and it's one of my again one of my so my good. People. Also, gaming wise, man, had that arcade scene where he was cold in real life and he beat old boy's ass. Yes, on so many levels, scissor kicks. Scissor kicks. Or helicopter, helicopter. 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 But yeah, man. So yeah, my number seven is going to be First Blood. Rambo. Classic. Uh, because of the classic nature of it all. And yes. the fact that that guy seemed like one of those homeless guys that what he did before he became homeless. Like he did some shit. He might have killed a village. He might have yes. killed a village like Rambo did. It was just yeah. the cold nature, the, the realistic. Even though it's kind of over the top, it's the fact that he made like booby traps out of fucking trees and sticks and lived in a mine and killed. and like it was the whole war nature of it uh and just you know having a military family imagining like my grandfather being that kind of dude even though he wasn't on some rambo shit i mean rambo wasn't on some rambo shit but it was just the nature uh the ptsd nature and the realistic yeah. gritty feel that it had and still has and carries on 30 fucking years plus years later because it's like yeah. a serious like action drama you know the original ending of Rambo, right? What the original ending was supposed to be? He was supposed to kill himself. And then they're like, right. now let's turn it into, like, what do you think about where First Blood started with a serious take on PTSD in America? Yes, it was kind of overblown because he basically kills an entire sheriff's department with booby traps and in the woods, and it's incredible. Um, and he faces literally no charges whatsoever, which was even more amazing. But then it goes to, like, by the third one, he's fighting the Russian military by himself with a crossbow or a bow and arrow. And then by the last one, he basically is the military boogeyman killing drug cartel members in a tunnel that he's dug underground. And he cuts out a dude's heart and holds it. In fr the last one was so good in the worst possible ways, by the way. Hot shots, pot do. But all of those reasons is the reasons why I chose First Blood. I kind of went, I went way back and forth on that one because Rambo Two was actually pretty dope because of the Vietnam Rambo II nature was dope, of it, yeah. and it was like that was the one where he got introduced as far as like really with the bow and arrow, like the body, like that one. I could argue and be like, okay, that one was better than the first one. But if I want to just go pound for pound and be honest with myself as far as like a, the better action film. I mean, you. I, I still go with First Blood. I still go with First Blood because of the gritty, realistic nature, and it was it was kind of a base point for the eighties. Yeah. Now the what I love about the eighties is the over the top, but I wanted to go ahead and ground it with one of the classic reasons why that whole era in the eighties even started because of the success of movies like First Blood. First Blood, a hundred percent, dude, a hundred percent. I love that choice. I love that choice. My number six is going way over the top. It's it's going with it's it's insanely insanely stupid and I love every minute of it and actually it's funny because this week is Thanksgiving and I watch this movie every Thanksgiving and my number six is the Toxic Avenger I don't know why I watch it on Thanksgiving it's not a Thanksgiving movie it's it's not even a I call this an action movie it's like an action gore fest. Where a little nerd in a tutu falls into some toxic waste and gets turned into the Toxic Avenger, the ugliest superhero alive. And I love this movie. I love the Toxic Avenger. So I wasn't going to include superhero movies on my list, like Batman or Superman 2. But I wanted to include the Toxic Avenger because I think of it more as a cult action movie. It's, it's, you know, he's not really a hero. It takes place in Troma City, and the movie is super violent. I mean, for crying out loud, the main bad guys in the movie run a kid over on his bike and then yell out as they run him over, that's 50 points for the kid. Like, it's so over the top, so violent, so disgusting, and it's so much fun. I love the Toxic Avenger. I love the Toxic Crusaders. Um, I love the Toxic crusaders video game that they came out with for sega genesis like legitimately like these these games if you think about it like these movies that we're listing off inspired video games in a big way you were talking about Bloodsport. remember Bloodsport actually ends up inspiring mortal Kombat at some point um and then toxic avenger they had their own video game for it but it it delivered some violence in video games and some gamers, some programmers saw with Toxic Avengers, and they talk about being inspired that with uh, Maniac Mansion and games like that. So, my number six is Toxic Avenger. If you've never seen it, I highly recommend watching all four of them 
because they're that all That counts fun. as an action film, man. Yes. I love Toxic Avengers. Yes. Man, if that's the case, see, this is why this list was hard. This is hard. Like, the, the Swamp Link thing count? No, but I love Toxic Avengers. Fuck it. If that's where this list is going. There's a lot of great. fighting scenes in it. Okay, right, I will right, give you right, this. The rest the of mine, the rest of mine are, yeah, he's got the mob, but the rest of mine are probably more pure action. So... That was my number six. I had to throw it in there, especially because it's coming up on Thanksgiving, and I watch that movie every Thanksgiving or every Thanksgiving Eve. So, Toxic Avenger, that's my number six. Todd, what about you? My number six is Cobra. <laughs> Cobra's and I went so back good. and forth on this one a lot. I went back and forth on this one a lot. The ni- That 1986 film, I went back and forth. Because at first, I was like, okay, is Schwarzenegger the one that, like, the governor? Is he the one that's going to win the 80s? Because it always comes down to Sylvester Stallone and Schwarzenegger. Um, that's true. And, but Cobra, actually, when I pound for pound thought about it, like, shit that actually resonated with me that was just kind of over-the-top pure action. I got a supercar. Yes. I mean, you know, it just fitted a kind of era of action film back in the 80s one that i could always watch for some strange reason and still to this day like if it comes on mm-hmm. i could watch cobra right now like it's still just one of those just so fun. even at like going uh it's just a whole and really what i think it is with that one is that weird looking ass villain um yes it's just you know generic 80s villain the crazed psychopath like max mad max looking motherfucker you know what i'm saying but he was he's just that same ugly motherfucker in there um looking like a wrestler but uh, Cobra, <laughs> Cobra is so good. Just yeah, it's just it's just so over the top eighties action. It's one of those movies. I, I don't. It's not even much detail. I need to get into it right now. Just check it out if you hadn't got a chance to check it out. It's well worth the time. I'm probably sure it's free on YouTube or some shit. It yeah, be. it's got to be somewhere. Um, but I will say this for Cobra. My favorite thing about Cobra is his last name is actually Cobretti. So that's why they call him Cobra, because his last name is actually Cobretti. It's so beautiful. Like, it's so dumb. It's so, it's amazing, dude. It's amazing. All right, my next one. I got to, look, the unsung hero. It may have been down to Arnold or it may have been down to Sly, but I think the person who is the, who is the, the, the unsung hero of the 80s is Chuck Norris. And my number five is the Delta Force. The Delta. How can you not love the Delta Force? It's insane. It's so over the top. It's 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 got everything about eighties that you love about it. It's got terrorists hijacking planes and hijacking people. It's got Chuck Norris coming out of retirement. He's already retired at the beginning of the movie, so he has to come out of retirement to take these terrorists down. And literally is like. Yeah, he's got soldiers with him, but let's be real. Chuck Norris is a one-man army in this movie. He he takes out an entire castle of terrorists. I don't know why there's castles in the Middle East or why they're raiding them. I don't care. Why does he have a motorcycle with a rocket launcher in the back and the front? I don't care. Why is he high-kicking terrorists off of planes or high-kicking terrorists off the top of buildings? Again, I don't care. I don't care. It's a classic. This is the Delta Force. It is my favorite Chuck Norris movie. I like the other ones a lot. Lone Wolf and McQuaid was great. But something about the Delta Force and the theme song and the music and the pure 80s jazz. Like, it's a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful movie. If you haven't watched it, I think all of Chuck Norris's movies are streaming on Prime. This one's totally watch, well, worth it. Delta Force is my number five, Todd. What is anytime, anytime you bring up Chuck Norris, man, it's a great idea. I, I'm gonna fuck up this whole little joke, but some somebody said something, it was something about like uh, Chuck Norris caught caught COVID nineteen and now COVID nineteen is on quarantine for fourteen days. Yes, some shit like it's yes. so many fucking Chuck Norris quotes that I just fucking love. Um, and I'm glad you brought him up. All right, I love Chuck Norris. Man, he's a fucking hero, <laughs> sir. He's a hero. Uh, but yes, yeah, sir. My number five is gonna be RoboCop. Mm, nice. I love RoboCop so much. That's one of my favorite movies of all time. It's just how can you not love RoboCop? Eighty-seven, man. Right towards it was so it was getting towards the end of the eighties, so it was like the top tier. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, as far as like the actual effects that were available at the time. So without you know 
the CGI and all this other kind of shit. It was just a lot more practical effects. And I think that's why you're so it's so close to a lot of people's hearts, because that was that era era right before computers started coming in and making it a little bit easier to do crazy, dope, amazing things and make movies like the Avengers things that we can only imagine. But at the same time, as things get better, you do have to leave some some great things behind. And it's not the greatest example of it. That's not what made RoboCop great. It was more so about, you know, it's a cyborg uh, that actually yeah. shoots people in the nuts and shit like that. I mean, it's an 80s fucking film. Like, that's what makes RoboCop great. That's why he's also on Mortal Kombat right now. Like, some of the, again, some of these things, I think the only thing that got pushed off my list was Terminator. That's, that's like, one that's I'm super down for, for, uh, for like the, the video game comparison that you always yeah. find but when you talk about if i had to take one off the list the reason why i took terminator off the list because robocop had to be on there for me robo we're, we're gonna talk about more about robocop in just a little bit because robocop is i we'll get to it uh right. yeah <laughs> my number four is highlander there can only be one there can only be one Immortal swordsmen fighting each other to the death, and the only way they can win is by cutting their heads off, and then they absorb the powers of the ones that they just defeated. What is there not to love? Not to mention a soundtrack by Queen, starring French actor for actor Christopher Lambert and Bond himself, Sean, Sir Sean Connery, R.I.P. Um, I mean, dude, this is a great movie. It's... It's ridiculous. The whole plot of the movie is ridiculous. I've seen all the movies. I've seen the entire TV show. I even watched all the animated show. And it's insane. They never really dive into much background plot about why Highlanders exist in the first place. But it doesn't matter. It's people fighting with swords. It reminds me of being a little Bryant at nine years old, watching the Highlander show on USA at night during the summertime. And I got my cue the music. Cue the music. <laughs> when the music starts, I got my dad's golf club in the living room. I'm sitting around in my pajamas, and I start swinging the golf club around like it's a sword because I want to be the Highlander. I want to be the Highlander. It's just, it's so good, man. It's like we. Nah, bro. You know how I feel about this. We had a long it. conversation about R.P. Sean Connery. Yes. Bro. Uh, whoever the the sword nigga is in the show, I love him too. He was dope. That's a that's a great motherfucking choice. I wasn't really again, man. Action films in the eighties, yes. but I mean, it's the immortal the the story of being immortal and you know cutting like, heads always, off. I always like immortal stories that had that weird interview with that vampire kind of perspective. You know what I'm saying? Interview with the vampire. Like, <laughs> but like undertone. You know yeah, 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 so yeah. yeah. That, like that's it's yeah. like so. I love that film choice. Um. So yeah. <laughs> Yes, my number four is Highlander. <laughs> Masonic old women getting tackled for PS5. That's a great choice. I'm really glad that you yes. chose that. Yes, Highlander is my number four. It's so good. If you've never seen Highlander, like you're missing out. Like, what is your number game. four, Todd? <laughs> um, my number four. That's the thing I like about the '80s too. You don't have to be like. It wasn't politically correct. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> no, it but definitely yeah, was not. Since you chose Toxic Avengers, I don't feel as bad for choosing this one. My number four is Beverly Hills Cop, the 1984 Ooh, love film. Love Beverly Hills Cop. Now, that's one where it's like an action comedy, and I almost didn't want to put it on there because I'm like, well, this, does this count for what I want? Yes. Yes, it does. It actually mm -hmm. kind of wraps up and sums up some of my favorite 80s action It definitely counts. Movies. That's the one with the guns, and, the, and I mean, I think that was the first... I think there were titties in that one, and it was just a lot. It was just, it was just a whole tone, and it's one of my favorite, actually, eighties kind of soundtrack. That synthetic sound, great soundtrack. Cue the music, yes. Like that, like that eighties, you know, vibe really kind of summed up, you know, what was going on, and actually, just the culture of excess and what cocaine did during that era on the other side i think like it's one of those films where if you go back and watch it they could probably do a good little case study on it it's a classic man it's a uh, one of those films people kind of forget about why eddie murphy's so reclusive now because i mean i don't know he was actually like an action hero too kind of and side besides being a comedian but that's a sleeper that uh i just had to put on my list and actually ended up higher than i anticipated beverly hills cop 
1984. Not Beverly Hills Cop 3. Nope. The original one. No. And, and the You know, the funny thing about that is, is that that's kind of what made, like, um, the, the soundtrack's amazing, too, by the way. But um, that in Pee Wee's Big Adventure, I don't know if you know who Danny Elfman is. He's one of, like, these world's, like, biggest film composers. He used to play for Oingo Boingo, and he made the Simpsons theme. And, like, he did all, like, the Nightmare on Elm Street, or Nightmare Before Christmas stuff. But Beverly Hills Cop and Pee-wee's Big Adventure kind of, like, put him on the map for film music. So, like, I mean, it's, it's just, it's a great movie. It's got a great soundtrack. It's hilarious, too. And this was, like, back when, like, Eddie Murphy was, like, huge, like, was there anybody, like, comedian-wise in the 80s, was there anybody bigger than Eddie Murphy at the time? No. I don't think so. Like, not no. at all. Not even close. 80s, early 90s, mid-90s. Yeah. Not bigger, no. No. Nobody. He was the biggest comedian. And to give Nobody. it to to the younger folks who Maybe listen, Andrew Dice Clay had a run. For a he, he had a run, but he ruined it with that movie that he tried to make. That movie was terrible. They tried to do the same thing with him. But he just what well, didn't translate to screen all that well. But uh, I'm gonna say like for the younger generation, Eddie Murphy is probably like the equivalent like of the '80s, like Kevin Hart is now. Where like Kevin Hart's well, Kevin Hart's started, except way funnier. Yeah, pound way funnier pound. pound for pound, and I think bigger too. I think way bigger. Yeah, man, Eddie Murphy's coming to America. Coming to America. Yeah, let's, let's trading places. Yeah, let, yeah. Let's not even split off into that. And speaking of impeccable catalogs, like yeah, Gucci Man, bro. Dude, we'll be here. We could do a whole show just talking about Eddie Murphy catalog. Yeah. But that is the reason why, like, when I really thought about okay, to not pay homage to the dog, a hundred percent. You know what I'm saying? Go ahead and throw him on there. Delirious so is one of the best comedic specials of all Raw time. Raw is my favorite. Yeah, Raw is amazing. Yes. Right. Right. All right. Moving on. Number three. <laughs> I'll get on to it. My number three is The Road Warrior, the sequel to Mad Max. Mad Max Two, The Road Warrior. It took what was a little indie post-apocalyptic film and blew it up into this huge action movie. Um, it's fantastic. It's I love all the Mad Max movies. I really do. Even Beyond the Thunderdome. Because Beyond Thunderdome is just like, how can you not love The Road Warrior? I give it credit for being amazing and a, a truly great action, post-apocalyptic action movie. Beyond the Thunderdome, though, has Tina Turner, and it's got Master Blaster. Two men enter, one man le- like. And it's got the most, like, one of the craziest 80s action soundtracks of all time. That being said, I still love The Road Warrior more. It's a little bit crazier, a little over the top. Um, I still think my favorite of the series was probably Fury Road, because Fury Road was, like, I don't know how you don't watch Fury Road and just not love that entire movie from start to finish, because that's nothing but action. That is, like, literally the perfect, in my opinion, the perfect action movie. But we're talking about 80s action movies. Listen, I love nothing but action. I love yeah. nothing but action. Nothing but. Um, <laughs> nothing and like, but the thing action. about it is uh, I it, on that, one. that movie, I'm so glad you brought up because it ties into one of my other favorite movies out of the 80s that's in a totally different genre, which is weird science. Like every time I think about love Mad weird Max, science. like that, I think about weird science. But uh, it's definitely... Uh, one of the favorite 80s movies and that Ozzy did a good job yes as being a protagonist in that film it's one of one of his greater roles i believe i agree i agree even if he's a little crazy mr gibson mr gibson i, I, mean, I get it i get it he's nuts he's nuts but i mean the other thing too is like that's the other thing about mel gibson is like the dude's crazy but it's like he's also directed some of like the best movies and he's made some of the best movies i mean and wouldn't you be crazy if you could mm. read women's thoughts <laughs> that yes yes or if you were tom cruise too tom Cru- i you wish remember? i could that would be a great skill that would be, be amazing <laughs> what women want i forgot about that they remade that too into what men want yeah what right? men want and yeah. i think i don't I, I think my girl was watching that the other day actually i, I want to see it I want to watch it. Of course it. you do. You want to you want to watch what men want? I do. I do. I want to watch what men. <laughs> anyway, the Road I Warrior. Think to the stories, we both want to be Professor X. But now that's a great. Uh, I don't want to be Professor X though. He ain't I got don't, no legs. Dude. dude, he ain't got no. He got legs. They just don't work. <laughs> He's got legs. But the Road Warriors got flying cars and car and car action. Huh? What? 
I'm I didn't mean to interrupt you. I, yeah, I, was, okay. I was making a fucking another fucking okay. reference. So I was just saying, Eddie Murphy. <laughs> they say I'll never walk again. They say I'll never walk again. Oh no! Wait, you didn't walk in the first place. Oh yeah. Oh oh, come on, crazy legs. Oh, come on, crazy oh. legs. <laughs> All right, we hit that. What number are we on, bro? What the fuck? We've lost. Thank hey, if you made it to this point, thank you for listening. <laughs> number three. Uh, we truly appreciate and love everyone that listens. We do. We do. I will personally uh, send you pictures from my OnlyFans, which is just pictures of OnlyFans. So, and occasionally I do videos of burritos. <laughs> that's, that's, I just, come on, bro. I just videotape a burrito. I buy a Chipotle burrito and I just videotape it and then I put it out there. A warm burrito, huh? Yeah. Warm, is the hole cut in it? No, there's no hole cut in it. <laughs> How did that joke ever fly in American Pie where he screws the pie? That was I just that's for America was pussyfooted being forced <laughs> to take a fake a vaccine that's gonna turn you into socialist. <laughs> so a vaccine that's my favorite. It's gonna turn, it's gonna turn you black. Like that black was my favorite. With the article, that shit was fucking retarded. All right, let's get through this list, man. Yes, uh, we're on number three. You're on your number three. <laughs> Conan the motherfucking barbarian. Oh, yes. Yes. Conan the Barbarian. What a classic. One of the greatest things in life, Conan. It is. Like, it's just, it's just James Earl Jones. James Earl Jones is so it's amazing. Something about that film, as far as when you talk about 80s films, movies, period. Like, overall, what kind of formed my joy and happiness as a wee babe. A wee child. It would be something about Conan every time it would come on. The score, the so cinematography, the acting. Like like Arnold Schwarzenegger was a great actor, but the directing. They he didn't have to be great. He was surrounded by great actors, and the, just the storytelling of it all. It's still greatness. You know what I mean? It, it still to this day it made me want to play that garbage survivalist game. And let me not say this garbage. Some people love the game. I didn't play it. Enough Some people it did. Garbage. Like I just didn't play it enough. But I could. I mean, we talking about a film. We talking about thirty plus years ago. And the reason why is because of the core nature of the great artistry that is presented in that film. If you want to talk about pure action eighties action to me, that has got to be on my top three for sure. Absolutely, crush your enemies, see them driven before you, and hear the lamentation of their women. What a great quote. What a what a fantastic like just uh, then they came out with Conan the Conqueror and then they came out with what was supposed to be the third movie which ended up being you remember that one was it Kroll the Conqueror I think is what they, yeah 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 I mean the only thing the Conan the Conqueror is because at least it had Will Chamberlain in it but that was just a bad idea that was terrible. Because- he, I mean, but it's classic though. Like I can't imagine it without him. It's just Will Chamberlain can't act, and he's seven feet tall. He's it huge. Just, they had to make Arnold Schwarzenegger look small. I think what well, it was the second one that he Arnold Schwarzenegger knocked out a horse. So these are things yes. where that's why it's not number two. Yeah. If you there is an original theme with some of these eighties films, and it's for a reason. Because for example, like how you brought up when I with First Blood, the original ending was supposed to be suicide. I forgot about that. I have read about that before. But it probably would have been a better film. It probably would have even been a better film. But, oh, it'd you know, probably go down as an all-time classic if I they mean, would have, yeah. And to me, it is. I mean, I still me think it's an all-time classic, but right. I think we would have seen, like, a Criterion release of it on Blu-ray and, like, people putting it on AFI list and stuff like that. Right. But, like, pure pure action 80s movies that I still think about and I can still watch the beginning to end of today, Conan the Barbarian is my shits. Conan's shits amazing. Evil. It's absolutely amazing. It's it's just everything in that movie from Arnold's look to the costume design. And, you know, what's funny is that actually they were originally they were doing. Um, have you ever seen the? You remember Beastmaster? Yes, man. That's one of my shits, too, with the oh. ferret. I wanted a ferret for a long time because of that. Movie. Hell yeah. Don Coscarelli the show. Yeah. Don Coscarelli was the director of that and they were actually directing Beastmaster and Conan the Barbarian at the same time. So it was like one of these things they call twin films, like with like Armageddon and Deep Impact. But they originally 
were going to use Arnold for Beastmaster, and they were going to use a different actor for Conan the Barbarian, but they ended up switching places on that. And I was listening to Don Coscarelli's book a couple of years ago where he was talking about that, and he's like, can you imagine how big Beastmaster would have become had Conan the Barbarian actually had Arnold been cast as the Beastmaster? I was like, oh, man, that would have been interesting to see, but I still can't or, imagine or anybody. Or what's the niggas nuts kind of got chewed off by a tiger that Joe Exotic had <laughs> Joe fucking Exotic. gave to him. Who knows what the fuck could have happened? You know what I'm That's saying? That's true. Like, uh, I like Beastmaster too. That's one of those B films that I actually really do enjoy yeah. in the eighties, and that's why I say this list is kind of difficult. So, because there's so many sleeper, kind of not box office action eighty films that, depending on your preference, you could definitely say, "Well, I enjoyed that that movie a lot more." Um, but yeah, just to go ahead and because they all kind of fall, fall into a genre, yeah, of that like the Conan the Barbarian, Beastmaster, fucking uh, uh, Red Sonia, like they Red all Sonya, uh, Masters all of the Universe, right? Which is actually probably should be on my list, and we'll talk about that. And it also runs, but if you talk about that genre of action films in the eighties that I like to focus on, because there's so many different genres, and but the ones that I like to focus on within the overall Conan the Barbarian is my number three, sir. What? is your number two my number two is escape from new york escape from new york talk about snake plissken the inspiration for solid snake from metal gear solid dude look kurt russell in the 80s he's another one that just like the one-liners the attitude the anger the the just overall like and you talk about a dude who was not like muscled up and still just gave off that like classic like i'm a badass and that was Kurt Russell in any 80s movie he was in, like, every time he was in. But Escape from New York's my number one because it's got, it's got the future. It's got him being injected with the disease. He's got to go in there. It's John Carpenter directing it. It's super silly. The moment, my favorite part in the entire movie, though, is where he comes across those two guys playing basketball. And he's like, all right, fine. And he shoots the basketball up. And before it lands, he shoots both guys. It was just like, it's he's not playing games. He's the... He's single-handedly the most badass character in that universe, and I love Escape from New York for that. Like, it's so much fun. Um, Escape from L.A. you dig it? I got you. So good. The the taxi cab, the guy who was driving him around the entire time. Like, I mean, it's just... Escape from New York is a classic action film from the 80s that is pure cheese and in the best possible way. It's just ridiculously over the top in every way. And I love it, dude. I love it. Like, when you talk about my favorite director of all time, John Carpenter probably takes that title for me. Because you have Prince of Darkness, The Thing, Escape from New York, Halloween, um, all of those things, man. Like, just absolutely love it. But Escape from New York is one of my favorite action movies of all time. And it borderlines between, like, one of those like exploitation movies from the seventies where they just like went way over the top and actually being kind of a grounded, serious like commentary on government involvement and what happens if you turned an entire section of land into a mass prison. Like it was just, it's, it's fun to watch, man. But it's also one of those things where you're like, yeah, I could see that happening. (laughs) Like that's, that's nuts, but I can see that happening. Then they tried to do it with L.A. and he rides a surfboard and it's super cheesy. But yeah, Escape from New Great York. Great fucking choice, bro. I'm, I like it's the synergy. I synergy, love man. that movie. Seriously, man, that's that's a great '80s choice, especially off the the conversation. Just saying, like genre wise, Snake Plissken, baby, you can't top it. You Kurt can't. Russell, Kurt Russell, he's solid great Snake pick. eventually. Like, come on now, you don't have Metal Gear Solid without without Escape from New York. You don't. So. It's number two. So great choice, sir. Great what, choice. What's your number two? Predator. The original Predator. Love it's got Predator. Action Jackson in it. It's got the had the governor in Minnesota, the governor of California. <laughs> yes, um, it did. It was like wrestlers with guns in the middle of nowhere with the aliens that are giving us the cure vaccine for COVID. Like yep. that's the Predators gave it to us. No, um, all jokes aside, bro, like when you talking about <laughs> I don't know, man. That's just one of my fucking favorite 80s films, period, man. When I started really putting this list together, I'm just like, I cannot not have Predator on I'm going to watch that tonight. My wife's never seen it. 
that yeah i mean just the when you talk about practical effects of the 80s that suit for the predator is still probably powerful power my favorite so good period so good and then Arnold Schwarzenegger, man, like I know we started out the list with Sylvester Stallone because they kind of ran the 80s with they action did. films. It was between the two. But when I really thought about it, like the ones that I, that I connected with the most as far as just having fun and getting away and actually enjoying, you know, just the movie feel of everything. Sylvester Stallone films were always a little bit more tied to some sense of reality in a weird way, which I respect. And I think it's dope. It's crazy as it is to say yeah. like Rambo is more real. But, like, I just respect the fuck out of what they did, even to this day, and how it's aged with, like, films like Predator. Now, some of the things, like, some of the special effects as far as the uh, heat-seeking eyesight and all the other kind of shit, it, it hasn't I quite aged as much. I love it, though. Right, but it's still great, right? And compared, Like, imagine that 30 years ago. And, I mean, I'll still say, like, again, the practical effects of it all. And just the end of that movie and how Arnold Schwarzenegger carried that film in his own way and the camaraderie of the team, too. Like, there's certain scenes in there. I Man, I I can't believe I'm forgetting this guy's name, but he's a great actor. The bald head guy in the movie. Oh, that, um, There's a scene right before he dies where he keep, keeps his uh, razor and his best friend is the governor of, was the governor of Minnesota, uh, Mr. Ventura, but uh, in that movie. But right before he dies, he's like it's it's little subtle scenes like that in there, um, and just the female in the movie that ends up being a key. Oh, are you uh, talking about Bill Duke? Bill Duke, thank yeah. you, fantastic actor. Right, right. Yeah, Bill Duke is in Predator. So yeah. yes, it's my number two. That's that's. Thank you, sir. Thank you. I was being lazy. What's your number one, sir? Man, l- gonna get onto that, but just real quick about Predator. The reason why that movie is so good and why people should see his other movies. It was, it was written by Shane Black. And if you've never heard of Shane Black, you're doing yourself a disservice as a writer. The guy wrote Lethal Weapon, The Last Boy Scout, The Monster Squad, The Long Kiss Goodnight, Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, Iron Man 3, The Nice Guys. Like, Shane Black is one of the best action writers of all time. Um, and he always will be. Like, he's written some of the biggest. He wrote, he wrote most of the Lethal Weapon movies, by the way. Um, which did not make my list because I love the first one, but outside of that, I never cared for the sequels that much. Like Danny Glover went to the Bohemian Grove. <laughs> he went to the Bohemian Grove. My number one, I said we would talk about it more, and we're definitely going to talk about it more, and it's RoboCop. RoboCop is my favorite 80s action movie of all time. There's a reason for that. The director, Paul Verhoeven, didn't want to do the movie. It's inspired by comic books from Frank Miller himself. But Paul Verhoeven didn't want to do the movie, but he figured out a way to make it a social satire because that's not what the comic books are. But he made it a social commentary on corrupt police and corrupt city governments overstepping their bounds when trying to control people. And there's a whole subtext. The same guy would go on to direct Starship Troopers, which if you've seen Starship Troopers is a great satire piece, too. But while adding the element of satire and adding the social commentary of it, it's also one of the most violent 80s movies ever made. (laughs) It's incredibly violent, incredibly over the top, incredibly gory, but yet there's still heart to it. It's got everything I love. It's got heart, it's got ultraviolence, and it's got social commentary. And how can you not love those three mixed? Oh, not to mention robots, androids, stop motion effects, like just everything you put into it, it's it's got everything for me. And vengeance. And vengeance. It's got vengeance. And just like if, if righteous vengeance. Righteous. There you go. Righteous vengeance. Like it. It is. It is so by far. Like I love RoboCop so much that I have purposely bought RoboCop two and three because I want more RoboCop, even though those movies suck. Like. I bought the TV show on DVD to watch, even though the TV show's not that great. I don't care. I love, love, love that first movie. I like the movie more than the comic source. I think it's a better movie than the comic books are. Like, I really do. I love the video games, the Sega Genesis video games. Like, RoboCop is by far one of the greatest 80s action movies of all time that does such a clever job of taking three very excessive concepts, which is excessive violence, um, sci-fi, 
and social commentary and being very and it's weird because it's over the top about all of them it is over the top about the commentary it goes over the top about the violence and the sci-fi is over the top with the effects but it meshes so well together that it becomes kind of like this beautiful work of like ultra ultra like i don't even know how to say it's just like it's it's insanely like cultish in a way but it's also at the same time it's exploitative like and it makes this ultra magnum opus for me so i love <laughs> robocop i love that movie so much it's one of my favorite movies of all time it'd be in my choice. top 10 list of all-time favorite movies like that's how much i love robocop so that's my nah, number man, one and, and great expo fucking nation for real like you actually you, you are it's so insightful i love doing movie lists with you bro and that's, that's my thing like I appreciate your perspective, but to get get it knocked out, man, to get it moving. My number one is surprised me. Big Trouble in Little China. Love Big Trouble in Little China with Kurt Russell playing Jake Burton, and who just has a sole purpose of his truck. Mm-hmm. And uh, Wang Chi, I think, is his homeboy. Yes, ends up talking him into going to save his girlfriend. Uh, who he doesn't want to save. Right from just... Lopan, the evil dragon dude that was in uh like uh, Revenge of the Nerds films and shit like that. Yes, um, I fucking can't believe that it ended up being my number one like action movie. But pound for pound, overall, just silly, over the top, John Carpenter eighties yep. quintessential fun action film. It's... Big Trouble in Little China, pretty much is an amalgamation and brings everything together that I love about action, 80s action movies. Like, all in one. Like, the some of the kind of, not, not, it's not, it's more of a comedy, but there's some scare horror elements to yeah. it, and it's over-the-top violence, and then you throw into action, uh, Jake Burton's a fucking trucker that's going in the San Francisco area where there's, like, Chinese mobs fighting against each other akin to what actually happened in like the 1920s or something San Francisco area in Chinatown but it's matched up with magic and it, it, it and it has like the ending that uh that Masters of the Universe was supposed to have a little bit more of the yes. way the, the battle ends and it's just the way Kurt Russell is just a real it's probably he's just over the fucking top in that movie it's the guy from the motherfucking uh, Ghostbusters who made Slimer who made the eyeball thing at the end of the motherfucking movie that was just creeped out at the time and that is even relatively aged well in consideration about how old that film is. It's just one of the more fun experiences. It's, it's just it's just silly as fuck and I think it, it was one of, the, one of the characters in that film really was an inspiration for, for Raiden, one of the most mm-hmm. powerful, speaking of Mortal Kombat, you know what I'm saying? I think and that's the thing we keep going back to Mortal Kombat but obviously that just shows how much they <laughs> love the motherfucking um, industry and films. Um, how they brought those characters back and paid paid money for them. I wouldn't imagine seeing anything from Big Trouble in Little China, but it's it's surprisingly one of those films. When going doing some research for this list, I was just like, Nah, man, that's pound for pound. That's my number one specific action, not just overall movie like you were saying. Like some of these movies could be in our top ten yeah. movies period, or if you were to do a top ten eighties films, it wouldn't just not be action. They're gonna be like Bloodsport's gonna be on the list for sure. But specific to action, fucking adventure could connects everything together. Big Trouble in Little China, my favorite. Period. Love that choice, dude. My favorite thing about that movie is like Jack Burton is an antihero. Because he doesn't want to be a hero. He doesn't want to save his girlfriend. He doesn't. He offers to wait in the truck. Oh, with, green and he, But he accidentally hurts everybody. Like, he accidentally saves the day. Dude, that is such an amazing choice. Like, that is absolutely. Um, that, run, that made my also-run list. Big Trouble in Little China. A few other ones that made my also-run was Batman, Terminator, Predator, Commando, Aliens, Top Gun, Die Hard, They Live... And the 80s animation classic, Heavy Metal. Those all made my list. So, Todd, you got any on your also runs? Yeah, you pretty much nailed a lot of them. Um, Crawl yes. is one for me. Again, I keep saying Masters of the Universe. This is one of my favorites. You already said, like, Die Hard, the Christmas film. Um, Raiders of the Lost Ark. Rocky Four, Lethal Weapon. I love Rocky um, Four. I think you already said Aliens. Um uh, 
And just a reminder that kids should do steroids so you could become, you know, amazing. Uh, Commando, which is like like a, a steroid version of John Wick. Yeah, man, it's That's so That's exactly what uh, it is. I didn't even think of that. It's a steroid version of John Wick. But instead of using martial arts, he uses a Gatling gun. That he and just, a rocket launcher with a, four different types of rockets, it seems like. But now, nah, man, again... Uh, as usual, this it, I can't wait to hear the list that people come up with. Me too. One. Especially shout out Rob Harden, man. I fucking love you. Thank you for sending me the uh, article about Terrence Williams so I can know who that is. Ah, um, <laughs> that's the only reaction. Yeah. Ah! <laughs> but yeah, uh, I, I'm super excited to hear about what everybody's listening. Maybe we know what 80s films. Maybe we'll do a 91. But yeah, um, you know, even for the younger folks, like, so what are some characters that you didn't even maybe realize? I don't know if it's really younger folks that listen. I mean, I'm I think about. I think we got a we got a younger audience somewhere that listens to us, and I'd like to hear their thoughts on some of these too, because maybe Cambodia, whoever Cam- wants to. Do. Cambodia, <laughs> whoever wants to. Yes, let us know what your thoughts are. Let us know what your favorite 80s action movies are. You can hit us up at skipthetutorialpodcast at gmail.com, stt underscore pod at Twitter, facebook.com backslash skipthetutorialpod, instagram.com backslash skipthetutorialpod. And as we always do before we sign off, stay, stay humble. humble and explosions. Explosions. It's, this has been produced by Jerry Bruckheimer and directed by Michael Bay. Enjoy. Thank you guys.